Hello and welcome to another episode of One Sporting Way. My name is Riley Clark, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Remy. How are you doing? What are you drinking? Hey, I'm doing well. We are both finishing up spring break, so it's hard to complain about getting an entire free week off of work, right? Uh, it's for sure. Very hard to complain about that. It was amazing. Um, I went to Nashville to visit my best friend, Kelsey. Um, I actually went to the Nashville game. They played Montreal and won. So we oh, could yeah. How was that? It was, it was actually really cool. Here's the thing. I was drunk. Well, so, yeah, that's just part of it. But, you know, it was, like, so fun. Um, we went to this place called Disc Insider before the game, and I guess they have a partnership with the Nashville SC team. Um, oh, tight. And so they have, like, free, uh, like, trolleys or, like, shuttle system to the game, and they had, like, the best, booziest cider there ever was. Oh, my gosh. It was so cool and, like, such an inclusive space. Um, so that was really fun. And then, of course, you have to get, like, more drinks at the stadium. Well, yeah, you just got to keep going. Yeah, I had an amazing chicken sandwich. As you know, like, Nashville's known for their hot chicken. Oh. Um, and it was so I fun. I love just Nashville the... hot chicken. Yeah, it was good. So good. I hadn't I had been to Nashville in several years. Um, but I got to see, I totally forgot, CJ Sapong and Teal Bunbury are on that team. Oh, tight. I didn't know CJ was there. Yeah, yeah, I... I, I thought I knew that, but I don't know. It was quite a shock when drunk Remy was like, I know them. <laughs> um, and then I got to see Walker Zimmerman, which was cool because, you know, World Cup. But besides that, you know, it was like the whole trip was super fun. And I'm not looking forward to going back to work tomorrow just because I know my energy level is going to be at like a four and I need to be at oh, yeah. a much higher number. But I'm drinking a classic. It's the Boulevard Pale Ale. Oh, heck yeah. For those of you that don't know, that's the beer they got famous on. I totally spilled that trying to do that in the microphone. And I Classic just have to, Remy. I have to let this happen to me. I just have to sit in the spilled beer. But you do. Yeah. Uh, if you go on the tasting tour, it's the only uh, beer they just like give to you for free. They always like to try the pale ale. That's what they got oh, famous no on. Oh, no way. Well, yeah, it's a good it's really one. Fun. And I think what I learned is just don't put it in a koozie ever. Oh yes. Well, and then I Robin would get behind mine. that. Robin hates koozies. Yeah, I am like eats them. Yeah, well, she's the smartest one. So, but uh, anyway, Riley, you have not spilled your drink. So, how are you doing? No, I'm doing good. I mean, like you said, it's been spring break, and because of that, I've had the week off. We've been in Mississippi. We spent a really cool day in New Orleans where we got to go to the World War II Museum, which is unbelievably cool if you're into history. In New Orleans, it's a massive museum. We're talking That is actually my favorite thing to... Sorry, I interrupted you. Oh, you're you. good. That is my favorite subject in history, by the way. Oh, it was so cool. Like, I, I've never been a history buff, but it made me, like, want to check out an audiobook on World War II. It made me want to go back and play some old Call of Duty games in World War II, because those are realistic. Yeah. But it very much made me, like, want to get back into history. It was very cool, very well done. So if you're in New Orleans and you got a couple hours, I'd go to the World War II Museum. It was really cool. But we spent that time in Mississippi with my brothers, so we got some good quality family time with them. And then we got to go to Dallas, where we got to meet our brand new baby nephew. Aww. And he was unbelievably snuggly. How brand new? Uh, Two weeks. Oh, damn. Yes, like fresh Real out the oven. 
the oven. I love it. So we got to hang out with them. It was our uh, it was our niece's third birthday party. She was born on St. Patrick's Day, so we got to celebrate that with them, and we got to meet our new nephew. And it was just an overall great time. We got back Sunday, like three hours before we record this. I got to watch the second half of the K State game, and they're going to the Sweet Sixteen, which and, is unreal. And KU lost, and Mizzou lost, and I hate them both. Uh, see, I, I'm I'm always happy when KU loses. I really am. But I, I'm like just overjoyed that K-State's going to the Sweet 16. It was an unbelievably sloppy game. I don't know. Did you watch it all, Remy? I actually did. My roommate is a K-State fan, so I watched the first half. Oh, my gosh. It was so rough. When we were, it was like 12 to 15, and it's 10 minutes. And I'm like, this is the worst game of basketball I've ever seen. But I was stressed out the whole time. Our friend who's a big Purdue fan was texting me and I was like don't bring me your bad Purdue luck I don't want it <laughs> you cannot talk terrible. to any Purdue fans for the rest of the tournament you can't they're very sad I talked to one at my niece's uh birthday party oh, she was wow. not happy at all mm. understandably so you were at in Dallas during when sporting was in Dallas just yes this last weekend did so you consider imagine... going to the game we looked into it pretty it was pretty last minute and we just the time was meant to be spent with our family and not at the game and so we but imagine i have a two week old baby i'm feeding it and then over his head is mls tv on my phone and i'm watching the game and i like freaked out when we scored that first goal and then progressively got just like sadder but we'll get into that which i think is a great transition into yeah the game so for anyone that hasn't seen any sporting news the last two games we had our home opener against la on march 11th where we had a nil nil tie and then we had our one two loss to dallas where we missed two chances on a penalty kick we let up some bad passes in the back uh in the back third and overall we are currently in 13th place in the West with the lowest goal differential. We have the most shots on goal, and we'll get into some of those statistics because I find them unbelievably fascinating. Um, but Remy, give me your initial thoughts. Okay. Well, I did not watch the LA game because it was happening at the exact same time as the Nashville game, and I was trying to focus on Walker Zimmerman and my drink. Understandable. Um, so... You know, I don't have much to report. I am kind of bummed. We didn't even get, like, a goal until this last game against Dallas. So, I mean, surely that's, like, one of our longest streaks of not scoring. Uh, a four-game streak. It's got to be somewhere up there. Yeah, it was a yikes. Um, I did watch the FC Dallas game. Thank God we got one goal. If there's any positive from this, it's that Daniel scored our first goal, and now he knows he can do it again. Um, yeah, you know, I agree. Soccer is like a fourth mentality. Like it's all a mental game, probably like up to 25%. You, I think it's really easy to get in your head and especially these guys are playing under like the most pressure. Um, and, you know, I don't oh, even I know. I totally agree, Remy. I don't it's know. It's unreal. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I'm like, let's be positive because, you know, I don't need to carry that bad energy. No, it, it's... The, so the SKC LA game, these are the stats that were kind of encouraging to me. So we didn't have all of possession, which we had about 47% of possession for that game, but we took 30 shots and 11 of them were on goal. We were firing on all cylinders. We just couldn't get anything. 
their goalkeeper played an unbelievable game. I'm not joking. I you gotta give it up to their goalkeeper. He was unstoppable. We're looking at Jonathan Bond, just played out of his mind for that game. And sometimes you just can't do anything for that. And it was for me, it was really encouraging seeing that, but it was still frustrating in the home opener to walk away again with no goals, which is a trend that I'm not enjoying right now. Yep. And I did see, so we still obviously are missing a significant amount of our best players due to injury. LA yes. also had Chicharito out, which is their best player, in my opinion. Um, so, you know, I thought that leveled the playing field quite a bit. And so I was like, surely we'll get something going. But, you know, we it's, it's better than zero points. <laughs> One point's better than zero points. And I will say in that game, our defense looked pretty strong. I mean, Jonathan Pulskamp, he had two um, two good saves. But overall, I mean, 11 shots on goal to two is a great differential. That's showing that we're creating chances. And LA is not, I mean, they're in 12th. They're towards the bottom of the table right now as well. But they've always been a great team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly, the whole uh, West Coast has been like top notch. Maybe not San Jose. I don't know much about them. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think the shots on goal specifically is really impressive, even if a lot of them were going directly to the keeper, because compared to last year, we were barely getting any shots off a lot of games. Like we were afraid to even shoot the ball and test the keeper. So this is good. You know, eventually a shot will go in. And I think Peter Vermes just needs to tell all the offensive players to just shoot for the corners. Like that's their only responsibility this entire week of practice. Well, it's true. We really do just, we, we've been getting a lot of set pieces that we, we're not converting. We just need to get our guys on ball. I don't know if you felt this, but I feel like Willie is barely touching the soccer ball right now. Yeah. I was thinking that last night in the Dallas game or on Sunday. Um, I, I don't know if it's his fault. There were a couple of moments when he was actually pulling back and playing kind of a defensive mid position, and he did really well. Like, he won the ball back uh-huh. because our midfielders weren't doing it. And then he just, like, ran back up to his, uh, like, number nine spot um, because he was playing, like, at the point of our offense against Dallas. Oh, and so I want to be I'm not blaming Willie at all oh, for that. It's yeah. not him. He's not no, the one that's giving himself the ball. It's not his fault. Like, I think just our whole team, we're not creating space. Like, maybe the flow isn't there. It's almost like uh-huh. they're testing each other, trying to see how all of our players work together. Because it's kind of like, it's almost like a sixth sense when you play with the same players for a good chunk of your career. I mean, that's how it was with my elite team back in the day. We, like, knew what we were going to do before the other person was going to do it. And that's what made yep. it so successful. And I think right now... We're just lacking in that that positive vibes. I sound like a millennial. Exactly. Right. We're just kind of lacking in it. And the LA game, we try the as the the Dallas game, I mean, we gotta talk about those missed penalty shots. Oh boy. We gave up some solid opportunities. I mean, for those of you who weren't watching, uh, we had Willie took our first penalty. We got a penalty right before half, if I'm remembering right. And Willie takes it, gets blocked to the right, but uh, they go to VAR. Turns out he was off the line. Their goalkeeper was early, so we get another chance at it. I don't know why we pulled Willie 
off of that penalty, but Eric Tommy goes in, mm-hmm. and then he gets it blocked as well. So two shots at a penalty, two misses on a penalty. It makes me so mad, and I don't know. I don't know whose call it was. I'm pretty sure you could see on the screen Willie like looking over at Peter Vermes or the bench maybe and saying like, I need to do this again. And yeah. to a degree, I totally understand that. Um, and that's where the mind games kind of come into play. It's it's very mental penalty kicks. Um, Eric Tommy is our like temporary captain right now with Johnny Russell being out. So I think, you know, whoever's decision it was, was like, I'm going to step up and do this for my team. Very similar to how Johnny Russell takes most of our penalty kicks. Um and yeah, but he didn't. I, just, he didn't me, deliver either. And then we had a corner like right after that, and like it was just a kind of a flop. I was just like, you've got to get Willie going, and if that takes a penalty, then give him the penalty. Give him another shot at it to get his confidence up. But now, in in my, if I'm trying to get into that mental game of Willie, he is not only did I miss the penalty, but then they took it away from me, and he's already like. I want Willie to be as successful as he can. I I don't think pulling him off that penalty is going to make him successful. Yeah. I mean, of course, if Tommy would have made it, we would have been like, oh, thank God they switched. But also, you know, that just takes away all of Willie's confidence. That's just saying basically to the public, we don't have faith in you to try to fix Mm -hmm. your mistake. It's a very, very high risk, high reward situation. And, you know, you have one shot. You can't. There's really zero room for error there. It's been a very frustrating start to the season. I think, Remy, you texted me during the game, or we we always text during the game, but you said something that I thought was really insane. We're like, why does this feel like it's the 50th game of the season already? Yeah. And my response was, it's just, we haven't changed anything from last year. I don't know if you feel the same way. No, I, I totally feel the same way. We... Except maybe last year we started off stronger because we had those injuries like a little bit later in the season, yeah. like halfway, like beginning to halfway. And I, I hate to say this, but I feel like we're just going to continue to not be successful and be stagnant until our leading players come back. And that's kind of a dangerous thing because you don't want to put all of your trust and hope in a team on your top four players. And it just so happens that our top four players have been out since last season and continue to be gone. But how often does that happen? Like, I'm thinking four players. Like, I I, I agree in a sense that if it was one player, if we're like, well, Allen's out, we then we're doing bad because one or one striker's out. That I feel like you can't put on the shoulders. But four player, four ninety minute players are no longer in the game and that forces you to start kind of some weird I mean you're we tried a 442 at one point you've got Shelton starting Jonice is not starting for some reason we have all okay. of these like weird lineups out there we're shifting stuff around and I think because of four injuries we can kind of put it on those on that back but it's just yeah, it's I been mean, frustrating I'm counting Timelia as a top four injured player, but okay. I mean, John Polskamp is doing the best he can. Like, I have no issue with him. He's absolutely killing it, in my opinion. I don't really remember any big mistakes on his part that shows no. his young age. He's playing like a veteran. Um, 
But, you know, like, I don't even think that we can get into a rhythm until we have our solidified starting 11, because when Polito comes back, he's going to be the number nine position at the point of our offense, which means Willie will be moved somewhere else. So, like, even Willie, one of our top players, is not playing where he's supposed to be. But I think you move Willie out to that wing, and I think he does great. Or, well, honestly, he did amazing as, like, a midfielder. Because he had no choice in the Dallas game. So I'm wondering if they do kind of a diamond shape in the offense. So like Polito would be our our top uh, point. Uh, Shallowy and Russell would be on the sides. And then Willie would be right behind uh, Polito. Oh, and then you've got one of the most offensive-minded teams in the league. Yeah, that is dangerous. Those four players can do like serious damage. And I... I don't really want to just wait around until we can make that happen. Like something's got to give soon. We're we're looking at week five already and we don't have a win and we have one goal. It's been an interesting start to the season. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, I don't, I don't want to dwell on these games for much longer. I think uh, let's talk. We've got two games before we record next. So we've got Seattle which will be at home. Remy's going to be there. I'm going, and I have, like, a kind of fun, like, announcement. <gasps> um, what? So, like, sporting, they they honor, like, teachers at different games. Like, the Blue Samaritan Award, I think is what it's called. And yeah, I nominated yeah. my sister a couple months ago, and she got selected to be the Blue Samaritan for this game. And so they're going to honor my sister, Maddie, at the game we're gonna That's get a so go fun. and have like yeah like a cool like vip experience she's gonna bring some friends and family i'm pretty sure we're gonna meet ba- matt beasler yeah which would be dope i met him back in high school and he's just like a casey guy all around like i'm so excited to talk to him and maybe pitch the podcast a little bit hey hey if this oh yeah but he's the head of the foundation now isn't he yeah he or works like an yeah. ambassador yeah, something like that. He definitely, yeah, he's back in Kansas City and everything. Remy, that's so fun. So everyone on the field, it's Remy's sister. It's Maddie Remigio. She's amazing and a dope teacher. So yeah, that's, that's so super cool. exciting. I will be at the game next weekend. So keep an eye out for Remy out on the field or on the sidelines or somewhere. I'm hanging mini-me. out with Matt Beasler. Yes. That's awesome. Uh, And then after the Seattle game on April 4th, we've got a game in Philadelphia. Seattle and Philadelphia, I mean, neither team is something to mess with. We've got Philadelphia currently in sixth place on two wins, a draw, and a loss. And then we've got Seattle, who is currently third place in the West on uh, two wins, a draw, and a loss as well, both with seven points. Seattle's got a plus five goal differential, so we got to do something if we're going to pull out a win in these games. I mean, in Seattle, I'm happy with a draw, usually. I'm just happy we're playing them at home. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Seattle at home. I'm looking at it backwards. I was like, this says at Philadelphia. Yeah. Seattle at home is <laughs> way easier. Way more fun. Yep. Yeah. That oh, is great. like a ruthless atmosphere. Seattle fans are nothing to mess around about. They really aren't. Well... Guys, we will be right back after this break to talk other news and play Name That Player. All right, we are back 
with Name That Player. And Remy, before we get started, I forgot. I never mentioned what I was drinking on this oh, episode no. of the podcast. Well, it's and a I'm fancy one. Class. It is. Please, it's a fancy drink. Please share. Uh, so I'm drinking a Merlot tonight, a red wine, because Robin and I, getting back from our trip, we're going to drink a little wine, watch some Ted Lasso, enjoy the rest of our night. Here's the thing. It's not that fancy. It's called Winking Owl, and it is the Aldi brand. It's two ninety five. Oh my god! For the bottle? For the bottle, and it's it honestly two ninety five. Yeah, it's up there with two buck Chuck over at Trader Joe's, <laughs> but it is not bad. I it is acceptable wine for being two ninety five a bottle. Yeah, that's a pretty good deal, and I think for me anyway, red wine's hit or miss. It can't be too dry, or it tastes just like sandpaper. No, this is, it's fruity, but it has that kind of dryness in the back of your throat. Um, but it's good. I would, I would continue to drink it. Hashtag Fancy Riley. Fancy Riley. I always try to bring something fancy every once in a while. But Remy, are you ready for Name That Player? Yes, I'm rolling up my sleeves. Right, I don't know why. Folks, Maybe I'd get stressed. For folks that don't know or Name That Player, I have five clues that are going to lead Remy through a player on the Sporting KC roster. You can play along at home. Remy gets a guess after each answer. Uh, last episode, she got it in two guesses, which was fantastic. So let's see what we got here. So this player was born in Nigeria. Willie Agata. Ah, yeah. There's not a lot on Willie. Yes, you got it. So the other thing. I paid attention to the commentary last night during the game. I was wondering if you might, if you might get that. But my other clues, he plays, he played in the Israeli Premier League. Oh, that would have been a tricky clue. He's 23 years old. Then the giveaway clues at the end were he is the SKC newcomer of the year last year, and then he scored 10 goals in 12 games. Which, let's just say that stat one more time. Oh, 10 goals in 12 games. One game getting three goals. We love Willie Agata. We love Willie. I asked Robin I who I should do, and she said the smiley one. And I was like, oh, that's Aww, Willie. That's so cute. The smiley one. Well, you know how like the commentators always give our players specific nip- nicknames? Like uh, Daniel is the Hungarian assassin and... Oh. Maybe Willie's will be the smiley one. The smiley Nigerian. But they'll use their like hype up voice to put in like those hype videos before the game. Oh, I totally get what you're saying. Oh, that would be fun if we gave him his name. If All right. Remy, what other news do we have going on in the world of Kansas City soccer? Another bit of interesting news. Sporting just signed another defender, Robert Castellanos. Uh, from Nashville and oh. because I have a friend who works for Nashville SC that I just visited um, he said that this new player Robert like didn't even really get a play for Nashville because he broke his ankle so kind oh, of interest yeah kind of interesting like we don't really know what he's about or why he was signed but thoughts on signing another defender I mean I love it our defense needs a back line we need better players I'm just our defense has always been a worry for us, so any new signing, I'm always like hopeful that, yay, maybe this maybe, one will yeah. fix it. Maybe one of them will be like more of a defensive mid, because be for people who don't really watch soccer regularly, it's pretty rare if a defender is subbed out, because you have a yeah. limited number of subs per game, and 
usually like your back defensive line is what needs to stay the most consistent. They're doing less running. So, you know, their legs are not going to be as drained as maybe mm-hmm. like a forward doing sprints. But, you know, like another defender, like what is what is the goal here if we're trying to solidify our starters? Here's the thing. That left back spot has been subbed out in both of our last games. So I think we're looking for consistency maybe there because we had mm-hmm. Tim Leibel get subbed out for Ben Sweat. And then we had Ben Sweat get subbed out for Caden Pierre. Like we don't have consistency in that left back position. So maybe that's where we're looking to bring him in. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, in other news, we mentioned it earlier, Marinos Johnny's just got called up to the Cyprus national team for the UEFA Euro 2024 qualifiers. Why is he not starting? He's still not starting. It must be something to do with, like, practice. I don't know. Like, I don't think we'll ever know. know. But it is, I am confounded. He is the, like, I don't know why he's not in the lineup. And it might be the answer to our listener question, but we'll get there. I'm pretty blunt, but I didn't have a problem with him at all last season. I thought he brought a fresh presence to our team. Constantly. Yeah. Okay, well, another fun little tidbit, St. Louis. I think of them more as like our cousins, like Sporting's cousins. Like I'm excited for them, but I don't really pay attention to them. But you said they're going to be our rival someday, which could also be true. I said rivalry. They are the only team in the entire MLS with all wins. It's crazy. They have four wins. That's 12 points for you math nerds out there. Absolutely crazy. They're dominating the league right now. There's nothing else to really say about it brand new like what the hell um it's crazy. <laughs> yeah and then last bit of uh other sporting news sporting will be participating in the league's cup this summer so for those who don't know the league's cup is they are kind of it's like a, a revamp this year so it's kind of like a Concacaf world cup style mid-season tournament that includes the liga mx teams which liga mx is the number like the top professional league in mexico so this year they're they expanded to include all mls and league mx teams it's a single elimination tournament and games start in july so it's world cup like world cup elimination rounds yeah style. yeah okay well i don't know fun. i definitely did not coin that phrase i stole it from somewhere and i don't know where i'm sorry i mean i'm looking forward to it i think anything outside of mls is always fun um, yeah, but it's kind of like the is, Open Cup. Yeah, it gives a chance also to like young players who aren't getting playing time because in reality, we don't really care a whole lot about these tournaments. Usually Peter has said that, like they're just ways for us to continue playing soccer. But it's always fun, especially if you do end up getting into those later rounds. Well, and then you'll get to see some teams from Mexico if you if you want to go to a game at home. I'm pretty sure they said we're already going to be hosting one. So Fantastic. Yeah. All right, well, we do have another listener question this week. Remy, I'll let you start this one. What change would you make to bring some success without bringing in those injured players? Hmm, that is a great question. Uh, Let's see. Honestly, I mean, if it's, it has to be like changing out our players. I'm just trying to figure out who. Yeah, who's your, like, player you would bring on? Yeah, I honestly, I think maybe it's our mid, our midfield right now that 
okay. needs a little bit of a boost, which is kind of interesting because I don't think I've ever had to say that. Um, I think our defenders are doing the best they can. I think considering, you know, maybe a lot of our new defender signees haven't quite adapted to the pace or aren't 100% game ready yet. We uh-huh. have the best four out there right now. Um, I think the midfield, you know, the midfield controls the pace and the flow when we have possession. And I think maybe that's where we're lacking. I think, you know, like it's harder for us to be building up plays. Um, you know, we've yep. been going like back to the defense and swinging the ball back and forth, which, you know, has its own benefits. But I I kind of feel like we just can't work up to a full play where we're actually like pushing on the opposing team's defense enough. Oh, I totally agree. And that starts with the pace of the midfield. Well, for me, I think right now with our players out, this is the perfect time to get some young and new blood into the lineup. I think this is your chance to start putting Cam Duke in that starting lineup, to put Jacob Davis in that starting lineup, put Caden Pierre at the left back instead of Ben Sweat or Tim Leibold. I think you get some of your older players out the field and let them come in. But I think now's the perfect shot because without our Johnny, without Kinda, and without Pulido, we're just spinning the wheels right now. So why not spin them productively and get mm-hmm. some young blood in that lineup? Yeah, start That's Felipe nice. Hernandez over Roger, maybe. Yes, and then and then and, and then bring Roger on for like the last twenty or fifteen minutes instead of oh. the other way around. Totally agree. Yeah, maybe that's a more defined answer. All right, Remy, where can people find us? Well, if you want to hear more of our positive spins on this unfortunate season so far, you can head over to Instagram and, uh, yeah, follow us, like all our stuff. You can follow us at One Sporting Way Pod. Um, and then also, if you want to send in more fan questions, you can either DM us or send us an email at onesportingwaypod at gmail.com. As always, everyone that's listening, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. We appreciate all of you for tuning in. We're getting more listenership than we ever have right now, which is just crazy to Yay. see that like, our community is growing, which is fantastic. So Yeah, we love your guys' comments, and thank you to all the comments. When I drunkenly posted on our Instagram, where the heck am I? It's beautiful. It really yeah, is. Yeah, it was. Remy, and to you, thank you as always for podcasting. This is always so much fun. We will be back on april the 4th with another episode so watch the next games or don't but always make sure to tune in because we've got some stuff to say about it so until next time you can always find us down here at one sporting way